I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Are You Having a Draft? I'm Bradley James. And as ever, I am Marcus Ellard. You have hopefully listened to part one of Inside Draft Day. It was a lot more intense than I thought it would be. I've had to talk to people since listening to it, actually. <laughs> We've sort of felt you needed to talk to people for a while, but I'm glad that it's taken this to finally get you on the chaise lounge. Um, do you remember the episodes <laughs> <laughs> of Big Brother where they got to like the Sunday and they psychoanalyzed all the people in the house? Yeah. That was my favourite episode. That is, that's like what's happening here. You love it. You've loved, you've loved doing it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. So hopefully you've listened to part one. It was very interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. The interest continues with part two of Are You Having a Draft? <laughs> So here's a good example of the back and forth between Yara and Wolf. Let's get into that stage where you have to see a play you actually want. That is why he has never won the draft. <laughs> 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 Just can't help himself. He can't help himself. So what was interesting there actually is that's later on in the draft and Wolf is saying he's getting to that stage where you've got to put up players you actually want. He's actually giving away the tactic I use this myself earlier on in the rounds you're putting up players that you don't necessarily want but maybe you're saving some players for later when less people have points and that's what he's talking about because Wolf didn't make a pick for a long time so he's there trying to hold on to his auction points not bid for anybody and then it's getting to that stage where the players who you're holding out for are starting to go. There's not many of them left. He actually put up Harry Maguire, I think, that time. And he didn't win him, I don't think. I'm pretty sure he, he didn't. No, he, did it. he definitely didn't win Maguire. Yeah, but he put Maguire up and didn't get him. But if he'd have put up another sort of dud player, it was getting to that stage where he would have probably ended up with him. Yeah. I... It's not just Wolf that uses... That tactic, actually. Funnily enough, it was Yare that got Maguire, so he probably even got Maguire just because Wolf Just because Wolf wanted him. The next clip is going to highlight something we've touched on, which is where Dutz had managed to draft six midfielders. It hadn't gone up on the board yet, but there is a slight leniency over this, which will not be part of our draft in the future. This isn't me blaming Wolf at all, but this is a situation that Wolf got into, which was similar. Okay. Go Reedy for two points. Very good. Mm-hmm. That's a good bit. Bid that. Anyone? Yeah. Yep. You up? Reedy for two. Well done. Yeah. Wolf. No, yeah, I can't. I can't. Then. I can't get him. I've got too many little players. So yeah, right now is it? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, can't, I can't get a Reedy. Uh, Wolf. Was that yours, mate? I can't get him because I've got too many little players. Okay. I forgot that I've got Minulay. I think we're all right. I'll go Ashley Barnes for two points. So. What is edited out of that is that Pete says, no, we put Origi back in, just pick another player. 
Yeah. Now Wolf then pits up Ashley Barnes. He gets Ashley Barnes, and Ashley Barnes is having a banger. Is scored, I think, four goals this season in yeah. the first three games. Now, I, again, I don't blame Wolf for that situation, but in the future, if you put up a player and it turns out you can't have him, he'd already had three Liverpool players, so he couldn't have a fourth because of the rules on PremierLeague.com. You can only have three players from each team, which I think is a great yeah, perfect. aspect of it. Not if you use the draft version of it. If you use the fantasy version of it, yeah. you're only allowed three players from each team. And Wolf brought in his fourth Liverpool player and only figured it out when he then went to put him in on his laptop and found out that he, he had that fourth player. Now, what I think is a simple solution, there's no specific penalty if he figures it out straight away before the next bid goes up, but he loses his choice of putting up the next player. Uh, what he, happened there... He got... A, yeah. He just turned around and went, okay, I'll go for someone else who I want. He should have lost his turn to put a player up for auction. I say, not blaming Wolf for that, but it's highlighted a loophole that we will address and adjust accordingly. Okay, do you fancy an update on Pete? Oh, yes, please. I'm going to go with... Uh, with... Cool whip. Cool whip. Uh, what did I get him for? Hey. Yeah. Yep. Fabianski. He's gone. Gone. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Where to start? Where to start? I want to listen to that again. I would love the the who. I'm going to go with. <laughs> Especially for you, Marcus. Here it is again. I'm going to go with. Uh... With. <laughs> cool whip. Cool whip. Uh... Did I get caught? Hey. I love everyone. Everyone's on top of him. Oh, he's, he's gone. Gone. Gone, mate. You loser. <laughs> so that wasn't the only time Pete tried to put up a player I thought you mean we weren't listening we could have made a, no we were listening for cool <laughs> but we could have had two sections to this one is everything we talked about and two is the number of players Pete tried to put up which is already gone so next <laughs> uh, let, let's just see what else is it was a busy night for Pete let's just keep going well, Meds just John Linton for, for three points three points Joe yes. Linton yeah yeah, yeah that's mine the best. I bet Newcastle wish you'd have done that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what, what paid from him points? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fifty million pounds for it. Yeah. Yeah. Be laughing. Laughing with a joke. <laughs> oh, Pete. I mean, you gotta love him. I do. The entertainment that man provides. <laughs> this is the guy. This is the guy who two hours earlier gone. Bradley's going to call up against, he's going to, I would love it if I beat him. Oh, I would love it if I beat him. He's got it coming. You wait till I bully out Fox him. I'm going to keep my cool. I'm going to keep my head on. I'd be winning. Equal FC. Ah, oh. right. What's next? Okay. Please, have we got another one? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Matthew Brummett had a year out and it showed. Came back shitter. <laughs> <laughs> Currently bottom of the table as we record this, but hey, let's start us off with some classic Brummett, which we'd like to call spreadsheet chat. Yeah, 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 just call it what you want. The, the only thing that you need to do, yeah. um, I think if you're, if you're going to click on team, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Drop the position, you can go to the very bottom. Position. There's TRF. Oh, uh, and it's position, you do TRF. So he might as well have been speaking French there. Hey, I still don't know what he's talking about. No, there's, there's quite a lot of footage of uh, Brummett giving out spreadsheet instructions to people. And, and this is the thing. Right. Can I talk about this again? Yeah, go on. If you, I get it, right? You want a spreadsheet. I get it. I'm I get cool, it. I'm okay. so cool with this. I'm cool. <laughs> cool. I'm just whistling along. <laughs> I, I'm cool. With it. But if I'd created what I thought was a well good spreadsheet that was going to help me, a well good spreadsheet yeah. that was going to help me win the draft, <laughs> I wouldn't give it to anyone else. I wouldn't no. give it to anyone else. No. Because then you're helping other people win the draft. Maybe. Because the, I've, here's the, I've created a surefire 
winning formula here. But if you love spreadsheets as much as Brummett loves spreadsheets... Maybe I just don't get spreadsheets. Would you want to, like, keep them to yourself? Like, would you not want to share the joy of spreadsheets? See, I had not thought about it like that. Because Brummett loves a spreadsheet. He loves a spreadsheet... And the people and he that- speaks spreadsheet as well. <laughs> and let's see, is there another example of speaking spreadsheet? Well, actually, we're going to move on to the moment where Brummett tries to convince everyone and probably even himself that everything is going to plan. <laughs> see if you can see if you can pinpoint the subtle moment where Brummett is uh, doing his best to convince everybody that everything's tickety boo, tickety boo. Where are, are we at? Where are we at? I'm out. 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 i um, my favourite bit about that is <laughs> these three players. He's like, um, I don't know, Beckham, Zidane, <laughs> Figo, and then he just goes really angry with this. Yeah. Oh. The whole audio, by the way, is peppered with Melaloo sass. I'll just put point oh. that out. Um, he's so angry at the end of that. Like he's trying to convince. Like he's, he's really trying, trying to, to generate the joy. <laughs> Triple captains. Yes, I'm so happy. It's like being in the away end when you're trying to watch the when the home team scores oh. and you're not allowed to let on that your team's just scored because you'll get decked <sighs> by all the opposing fans. I did that at West Ham. <sighs> I've done it a fair few places. Has to be said. And I've just given myself away. Well, the course of the day had a few examples of Brummett trying to express how happy he was with how things were going. That mask started to slip. <laughs> oh. and see if you can notice the moment where he realises that and tries <laughs> to pull it back up. Chris Wood, Burnley, one. Private. Uh, who, hands got, up. Who's got hands, hands, up, hands, up, hands up? If you're interested. Uh, Brummett, two. two. Marcus. Wolf. Uh, no. Uh, everyone else is out. It's Brummett's for two. Chris Wood. Oh, fuck. What's <laughs> wrong I don't want him. For <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake. Why did you offer him then? Because I thought when he decks, I'd pay three points for him. So, I mean, I don't, I'm, it's not a bad point. I'm, not, I'm happy with him. But like, it's not like, I mean, could have used that better. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Livid, so cross, Livid. so cross. And he's so, like, no, no, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. It's great. No, it's fine. That's why. That's why. This is why my voice is all the way up here. It's the smile. Oh, he's gonna hate listening to this. <laughs> I've got to say, listening back to the audio, Brummett was one of the mo- most oh. entertaining people to listen to. I was so pleased when his voice came up. So, Marcus, have you ever heard of something called a quarterback sneak? I, I could probably, I could have a hazard a guess, but I don't know. Okay. Is, no. So in the NFL, let's say you've only got to make a short distance to get what's known as a first down. Yeah. You would typically either throw the ball or the quarterback would throw the ball or he'd hand it off to his running back and they would run into yeah. the wall of players and try and get like a yard. A yard. Now there's... A sneaky play where the quarterback doesn't hand the ball off and he tries to sneak the ball over like a yard to get what's known as a first down. It's called a quarterback sneak. It's used quite a bit, but try and do it at very specific moments that you're not expecting it because it's pretty easy to stop that if you know it's coming. So that's a quarterback sneak. This is a Brummett sneak. I'm going to go for one of like the, the cheaper options, I think. I'll just go for I've only got two points left to bid. Should be enough to get him. Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Can we do... There's going to be more, don't worry. Uh, I love the fact that he's even said tried to say his name really quickly. What is his full name? In the hope that no one gets there. Two points, you're definitely, oh, I'm de- definitely enough, definitely enough to go. He talks for as long as possible <laughs> to try and drive away interest. Tries to make it as boring as oh, possible. Spreadsheet, 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 spreadsheet. Gabriel Jesus. You're not going to get him for two points. 
<laughs> Is that done? Anyone interested? I'm driving. driving. Yeah. Marcus, yeah, driving. I'm driving. You're I'm, I'm getting lazy. Well, I've got to spend your money. Just two. Three. Can you do three phases? Yeah. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I will have a Manchester City player for three points. He scores goals. Yeah. Go on. Okay. I'm. There's a few examples of that. Should we just play them? Yes, please. Here's the next one. Can I get Kalasinek, please, for one? Oh, that's Solid. a good one. Mm. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Mantle, I think I'm good. Uh, <laughs> what did you play for? Yeah. Play for can I um, be a Titan point move up for two? No, no, you can't no, do that. That's right. Okay. No, no, no. I was a bit late to put my hand up. That was pretty late for the hands up, surely. No, 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 Thanks for helping me out earlier, mate. Do you Sauce. know? <laughs> do you know how long he suggested was pretty late for putting your hand up? Have you got the seconds? Roughly speaking, fifteen seconds. It was about eleven. <laughs> so it's pretty quick, considering. Bearing in mind, when it gets around to Wolf, he takes about three minutes just to go out on a player. Eleven seconds was not a time that Bromit was willing to wait for a decision on class match. Should we go again? Please. Um, anyone want to pay more than one point on um, Tammy Abraham? Who's in the I do. Mm. Mel, look at you go. Wow. Wow. Uh, how many do you want, Mel? Oh, uh, well, two. You said one, I said two. Anyone else want to go in for him? Fucking ruthless! Absolutely ruthless! Peppered with sass, this Sassy audio Melody. was from Melody. It's the second time he's done him over. As I say, I'm quite, I'm quite proud of him in a way because. He has done a number on Bromit in terms of playing the underdog card, playing the kind of like, oh, he's not on my spreadsheet, he's not on my system, and then it's got down to business, and he's done him over. I, well, that's the thing. I think, and Bromit even tried to trip him up. He goes, well, how many do you want for him? And he's like, well, two. You said one, <laughs> I'm going to say two. It's maths. Melalusas. Maths, which for Bromit, mm-hmm. you would have thought, given his sponsor, would be what, where he was at. Anyway, moving on um, to the next example of a Brummet sneak. Sort of had to get on the act myself here. Tarkovsky, <laughs> please. You've got a beard. Fuck. Oh, that's good. Um, oh, I'll, uh, no, I'll put in two for... <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. This is, is, great, yeah, this is on the point of bullying, like, guys. That's a this great not pick. How's it going, Tarkay? Um, so, yeah, is that yours, pal? Um, no, it's not. Okay. Oh, yeah, I can't afford them. So he's yours then, Bromit? Uh, no, as in, he's asking Bromit if it's his. And I think... He is. I think... Uh... Oh, you got a shaft him, aren't you? That's just so mean. <laughs> I mean, it, it's the shit... Well, not the shittest player to shaft him always, but it's not a great player to shaft him. Um, but shaft, nonetheless, I shall. Uh, James Tartakovsky for two points, please. It's literally ridiculous. Just because I'm literally the best draft. Everyone's followed me. It's bullshit. <laughs> if anyone named any of the other fucking names I dropped out, they have fucking got them for one point. Bullshit. Victim. <laughs> I mean, Nick Morgan said it himself. Mm. Victim mentality. Let's keep going, shall we? I love how you dragged it out, though. There's a happy ending to this. Oh. And that happy ending is called Jose Holbach. Um, in terms of JHs, I'm going to get my um, spiritual homeland of Jose Holabasco. Ain't no Holabasco! Ain't no Holabasco! Three seasons in a row. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll bid bid that was my next pick. What? I'll bid for that. For Jose Holabasco? Yeah. Have you got money? No. <laughs> 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 what a bastard. Yeah. Well, that was unbelievable. So the only thing that you're looking at is that Brad's knives aren't very sharp. Yeah. So you've been on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Daniel Sharman there getting in on the acts. He's sort Love of bants. Uh, bit of bants. That was good about Daniel. He managed to sort of figure out the level pretty early on, and uh, he loved it, didn't he? Yeah, he found uh, who the common denominator was and uh, had a decent <laughs> Matthew Brummett has a long-standing relationship with Jose Holabas that has been, at times, quite prosperous for him. We all have our players who are, who are drawn towards our teams. Harry Kane in my situation. Mm-hmm. Mo Salah, if you're Melalu. How about you? Um, 
this year I've basically got a completely new team. <laughs> but I have had I have had people before. Yeah, definitely. I've got different tactics this year. And I don't think there's a stronger bond between Premier League player and drafter than the one between Jose Holabas <laughs> and Matthew Bromit. I don't think Jose Holabas knows anything about it, but yet. Yet. Subconsciously, maybe he's aware. Do you know how things were going for me on draft night? I have a feeling we're about to find out. Okay, okay so we are now Bradley, Bradley. last pick. Uh, right, £12 million pound defender. Um, That's what I'm saying. See Lamella plays behind the two lads. Delhi Alley, one. Uh, five. Oh. You got stung by him, haven't you? He stung me last year. He did really well for Pete. I'll have six. Six. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Pete wants seven. I've got six at the moment. Someone take him off me. Even in a bad season, still doing three point yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually don't think he's worth. Right on six. I think he's a steady twenty six. I think he's a really good twenty six. Right on six. Do you want it for seven? Four. You do, mate. Throw seven in there. <laughs> Is this Pete we're on? Yeah. Do you want it for seven? Say, no, for seven. You don't want it from seven. No. Cheers. No, thank you. No. Good turn. Mel. Mel. Fucking hell. Seven. Yeah. Common win for no. nine. Someone will have him for seven. No, it's not. It's Someone will have him one. for seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go seven. Can't wait to finish mid-table. We'll see. Does your second best defender play for Sheffield United? Ask yourself. Timmy Mile was struggling for cash. I've got no good players. players. No, I know. I've got one good player. He's got my entire squad. They're struggling for cash, eh? I mean, I did a podcast with a bunch of episodes how to do this properly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. I'm not even going to sleep. And he's finished. Boom. And Melulu. My also God. Finished. That Blue. is a horrible team. <laughs> <laughs> I have got the worst team I've ever had <laughs> in draft history. <laughs> 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 it's fair to say I was uh, not overly not overly pleased with your um, your draft night squad. I was a, a little bit worried, largely due to the fact that my midfield was looking pretty rough. Cold light of day, I actually don't feel bad about my team at all. I'm actually very happy with it. But um, for comedic effect, I and some gamesmanship in and there some well. gamesmanship, I'm sure. Playing the underdog card. We <laughs> <laughs> saw how well it worked for Melody. Thought I'll have a bit of that myself. Marcus, do you remember what the mystery prize answer was? The mystery prize answer. Uh, Wickham at Crystal Palace. Yeah. Oh, yeah! <laughs> yes! yes! Oh, what was that all about? Special magical answer. I don't remember us. Agreeing to do that, it just we just spontaneously erupted after he brought up Connor Wickham. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I don't remember that at all. So we had a caretaker manager for the night, um, standing in for Phil, and uh, standing up on his turn. I like that as a as a um, as a trope. I yes. like the fact that he brought that brought Formality. that in. Yeah, he just he it didn't take him long to. Uh, kind of feel, uh, I suppose, I don't want to sort of use the word respect, but he sort of had an appreciation for what was going on and he yeah. treated it. A certain reverence. Yes, very good word. Thank, Thank you, you, Marcus. Thank you, Bradley. He brought a certain reverence to the proceedings. To proceedings. <laughs> and gave it his own twist by standing up to announce all of his draft picks. And also added a little bit of extra something whenever he was like picking the up names there. Yeah. Troy Cajones which is also a good insight into the fact that Dan has a decent level of knowledge into football I'm pretty sure Meds was scratching his head as to why Troy suddenly adopted the middle name Cajones (laughs) (laughs) so there was one glaring omission that Daniel almost left out of Phil's team we spoke to Phil last week. He seemed pretty happy with it. Yeah. He almost wasn't going to be. Have you not got a goalkeeper? Have we got a goalkeeper? <laughs> 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 oh, <man. laughs> so 
versus teams can Good luck, Phil. Have you done? Good news and bad news. The good news is it's touch and go with Moutinho. Oh, oh bad news is he's playing in goal. Big learning curve. Big learning curve. Big learning curve, which usually is the way for people coming into the draft the first time, unless you're Nicholas Morgan, who's yeah. I feel like top of the table. There's always a struggle. I always find it a bit of a struggle as actually when to pick a goalkeeper. There's a tactic, and for example, it's backfired against Andy this week because he has two first-choice goalkeepers. You can only play one of those goalkeepers, and the goalkeeper he left out is his highest point scorer this week. Yeah, and it's cost him a pound in the punishment pot. A pound in the pot. <laughs> now the other technique is to just get the reserve keeper who will come in if your first choice keeper gets injured. The danger with that is there might be a game week your team isn't playing and then you haven't got a goalkeeper in. So you've got to weigh it up. And, yeah. you know, I was going to say, again, it's an interesting thing when we do it next year, is everyone going to do that? But obviously it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It is. If your team gets far in the Champions League, for example, there's going to be that whole back end of the season where you might have... No game week, no games in a game week, or two games in a game. Yeah, week. especially if you've got one of those, those Champions League yeah. teams, the top six teams playing yeah. in Europe, something like that. Or the League Cup tends to interrupt things as well as in the FA Cup. Um, or if you're Wolf, injuries will interrupt <laughs> uh, which which player's going to play for you. I think it's fair to say that everyone was getting a bit delirious by this point of the evening. It's getting close to what in NFL drafts they call Mr. Irrelevant. Oh. <laughs> and that is like the that. last pick of the whole draft gets called Mr. Irrelevant they bring out a shirt that says Mr. Irrelevant on the back it's actually quite an honour bizarrely well, so this is, but this is real people yeah so this isn't like pretend like what we're doing no I mean I say pretend but obviously very serious yeah. <laughs> but it's legit is, so an actual person gets a shirt given to them called, that says Mr. Irrelevant yeah so the commissioner of the NFL is a guy called Roger Goodell right oh I'm sorry, the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell. <laughs> <laughs> what? This is made up. He this ch- is more made up than ours. He changed his name so it would be. Okay. He is present on stage for the first round picks of all the teams. And then he just disappears. He buggers off. He's nowhere to be seen. Ching, ching. He's only there for the, the spotlight, really, of you know the first pick for each of these mm-hmm. teams. He comes back in the odd moment, but he is back for Mr. Irrelevant, which is the last pick of the entire draft. He's basically there for the glory. But yeah. This is what I think will, is now our tradition when we get to that stage of the stage of the night. This is oh. the final transfer! Oh, this has got a name in it. transfer. Oh, yeah! Final transfer! So delirious that that's, that part of my brain doesn't exist anymore. I was too busy crying in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst sort of miserably... Uh, <laughs> that happy, sad thing that Brunt was doing all the way through. <laughs> yeah. You had an interesting night, Marcus. Oh, here we go. Let's listen to some of your highlights, shall we? <laughs> okay, then dunk one. Okay. Do I see the logic there? Dunk for one. I see a lot of logic there. Dunk for dunk one. Dunk. dunk for one, Wolf. Now, nah, mate, you have Dunk him. for one. Two. Mate, two. No. Dunk for two. Dunk for two. Good signing. Twelve. I mean, are you still awake by this no, point? come on. Two. Twelve, no. I said. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I can't. You're out of Twelve. <laughs> thirteen. One for thirteen. Richard Stearman. Who's that? Well, he's doing the research upon it. Marcus Sass. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, this is the market. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. That's you. <laughs> that- I-, I love it. Brum it. Bottom of the league, brum it. Giving it... Sass. That's you getting in on the uh, P action of putting up players who have definitely gone sort of three hours ago. Been up, written on the board for a while. In this moment, Marcus, you'll have to give us a score out of 10 as to how frustrated you, you were. <laughs> you remember when Pete was saying you looked the most... <laughs> frenetic what was the word he used I don't know stressed out it's the most stressed out Pete's ever seen me we live together for five <laughs> yeah. <years>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah let's rate how stressed out you were at this point alright mate all the virals for one, one. Hmm. I'll go two <laughs> Anyone, any advance on that? Um, from so Dan, um, Nick, no, no, Meds, no, Nick, no, Dan, Andy. No, that's annoying. For three. So uh, Pete. No. Alderweireld. No. Wolf loves Alderweireld. Um, any advance around here? No. Great, he's yours for two. <laughs> he, did, he did the same. Oh, Marcus as well. I, I felt the exact same about Matt Richie. Yeah, hanging on to that. Well. So who's was that? Sorry, Mike. Uh, it's Wolf for two. Alderweireld, one of the best defenders last season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's how I should always say it. Okay. Let's see how I got on. Now we're about to hear how badly you really wanted Pookie and the correct way to say Pookie. Pookie. Oh, that's ah, very good. That's a good one. Yeah. For one. I'll definitely get a match. Um, I'd go for two for Pookie. Good old 29 goals last season, guys. Oh, you did. That's I'm not proving the premiership. You sure you don't want to do Do not underestimate Can't the power it. of the pook. No. He likes ice hockey. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I think he's a fucking steal, but because um, I've got, I think, potentially two strikers, I'm going to bow out of this one. You've also uh, got 49. That was a long no, yeah, mate. Yeah. That was a long out. So, no. What's it on? Seven. Three. Three. <laughs> so you got a bit four for him. Okay, thanks for the clarification. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. So uh, you, hands up if you're in. Yeah, keep hands up for Pookie. I've got him. I'm out. Who's three? Got three. 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 He's going for three. He's going for three. Pookie for three. Yeah. Good sign. Now, if Pookie makes the difference this season, there aren't many drafters who can say they didn't have a chance to snatch him up. Neil Dutton especially. So annoyed. I don't. What advice do now? <laughs> do you know what is annoying in that? Other than again, other than everything, is I was like, oh yeah, Pookie, oh, Pookie for one. Nobody knows who Pookie is. Meds comes in with Pookie <laughs> because Brummett's just gone. Well, he's one of the. He got thirty-three points last season. Don't underestimate that. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, he'll make a difference. I, I, you know what? I don't. I don't think I'm going to put this out there already. Yeah. Week three coming into week four. Yeah. I don't think Nick. I don't think anyone can catch Nick. You think Nick's going to win the league? Yeah. 
Don't think anyone can catch him. Man City. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Marcus has declared the rookie, Nicholas Morgan, the winner in game week three. And do, do you think there'll be anyone to take the top spot at any point in the season? Or is he going wire to wire? No, I think I think I literally think that that first weekend has like set him up. It's like in the Champions League final when um, Tottenham conceded that penalty. It was over there and then. 90 seconds into the Champions League final. Wow. I feel like that's I feel like that's how good his first week was and also consequent like the ne- the next couple of weeks. But mainly yeah, I think he's gonna win. You know me, Marcus, I love a bold prediction. I love it especially when it comes from the pain of having missed out on your new favourite player. Yeah. Shall we uh end on a high note, mate? <laughs> like that. Even better. Um, Van Arnold, the ultra-pointer. <laughs> 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 Cut my bit out. Oh, I mean, yeah. Brilliant, Pete. Oh. You know what? I think when when we get the final edit, I think I'm just going to replay that. Replay that bit over and over, <laughs> and over again. Ooh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was an insight, an insight that no one's ever had before into draft day. Bradley. Marcus. I haven't um, broached this with you yet. I've got some bad news. Go on. Do you know what that is? We are approaching every drafter's worst nightmare. Oh, God. Um... What could that possibly be? We're approaching our first international break. (laughs) (laughs) What what do you think about that, mate? Well, as I always say, I'm an England fan first and foremost, but the one thing that that tests that loyalty every single, well, you know, sort of about six times a year is the international break. I don't think I'm quite ready for it yet. No, I I mean, because there's two that's coming. There's one in September, (laughs) there's one in October. Around my birthday, so I'll sort of deal with that one a bit better, but... International breaks, FA Cup breaks. We've this got, season, you know what we've got this season? A winter break. I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm not happy about it at all. When does that fall? Obviously winter. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's um, January going into February. Okay, so they're not going to deprive us of the Christmas games? No, That's no. Good. I think they get the Christmas and New Year schedule out of the way. And then I think it's shortly after that. Good. Well... I just thought I'd flag it up rather than it rather than sneak it sneak it in there like in it's a good flag. In like yeah. So we've got kind of this game week, yeah, and then we'll chat after this game week, and then we'll we're going to have our international break. Oh, two bloody weeks, That's weird, okay. isn't it? Yeah. In other news, something a bit more upbeat, please, mate. We're going to discuss the winners and losers of game week three in the Premier League, but this is our game week four. Yeah, I mean, I suppose we could also throw in the game week. Winners and losers from the week before because we were sort of recording as the game week was on last time. That was exciting. It was exciting. <laughs> a lot of people seem to uh, enjoy listening to us watch a match. They couldn't even see the match. They could just hear us reacting. They even had the people commenting from the United States of America. How exciting. Even, lyric, though, uh, even though they didn't know what was actually going on, they, they enjoyed the fact that we paused mid-draft. They were like, these guys seem confused about something. It was, yeah. Listening back, I felt on there, I was on there to my seat again. Yeah. Who was the worst and best from last week? I'm pretty sure game week two was another week for Nick. Classic. Two in a row, his first two game weeks. Um, have coming away with the highest score. That is great. I'm just checking, just double checking now. Lowest game week, you know who that was, don't you? The cerebral himself. You're right. Yeah, Yare. I thought so. Yeah, he's not very happy about that, though, is he? I mean, would you be? No, no, no. Um, it's this early in the season as well. But what he's got some work to do. He's got a lot of work to do. I, it, on the on the draft chat though, he is still he's still giving it like he's going to win, and that's why that's why we love him. We do love Yare. And this week, winner, Dark Horse. A man who firmly plays the underdog card and in game week three has achieved the highest score of the game week. He's very happy about it. Matthew Melaloo. Matthew Melaloo. Well done, mate. Well done, Matthew. Mo Salah. Yeah. Tammy Abraham. Yes. David Silva. Yeah. Solid player. And Matip. 
Well, here's the thing. Joel Matip, there was a bit of a question mark as to who was going to accompany Virgil van Dijk in the centre of that defence. And Joel Matip has laid a pretty firm claim. He's played very well to start the season. There's no reason to bring Joe Gomez in. There's never been a reason to bring Dejan Lovren into your team. That's just... Oh, the the self... Self self. What's the word? The self proclaimed, self proclaimed greatest defender in the world. Yeah, um, I think only him and his mother think that. We'll talk about Liverpool's defense later. Mm. Do you realize that if Melu had made a couple of substitutions before the game week, yeah, he could have been on ninety points this week. Well, we all have those weeks where we sort of look at our bench and we we rue not. You know, thinking to put that defender who was playing away or a strike. You know, usually it's players who are up against somebody in the top six or somebody who's playing away, and you go, they're not going to get any points this week, and they surprise you. We've all had those weeks. I've yeah. had those weeks. Yeah, and it's um, it's painful. It's even worse also when you you pick the wrong goalkeeper. If you've got two goalkeepers to choose from, <laughs> Andy O'Neill. Oh, this is the perfect segue. Andy O'Neill had to put a quid in the uh, punishment pot this uh, this week because he's left his best player on the bench. I feel like this week, I think most matches were away wins. All, all but one of them, I think, were away wins. done their research, correct? Yeah. yeah. No, it, they it was, were. There was, I think they were... Top of my head, I know, uh, obviously, Liverpool won at home. That's the, uh, was that's there the, one other? I think that's the only home win. Let's have a quick look. You're probably right. Uh, Aston Villa won at home. That was that was the other one. Oh, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Andy O'Neill left his best player on the bench. Angus Gunn. Um, but that kind of... Had to put a quid in the pot. Pound in the punishment pot. So we've had, I think we've got two previous winners who've put punishment pot fines in. Yeah, who's that? Yara. Um, no. Um, oh, Andy, Andy O'Neill. as yeah, in yeah, everyone's like, favourite for the like, title. drafter's favourite for the title. Yeah. Uh, what, we're on eight quid now, so that's at least a couple burgers for yeah. us and, uh, on draft day. Depends whether they're doing like a sale, like a barbecue sale at that time of year. I was going to talk about this later, but this is an interesting segue. Yeah. Because of all the away wins, and particularly when you had Palace playing at Man U. I mean, how long... Had, I mean, I, I'll just throw myself under the bus. How wrong was I last week talking about Palace not looking up for the fight and they Mate. they do a palace like palace yes, that's classic palace that's classic palace they look so bad against Sheffield United and I, I cannot state that enough they looked dreadful and so for them to be as defensively well organised as they well I say defensively well organised they should, Man United should have had about four penalties and I want to bring a subject up later actually <laughs> um, but even so they Palace played really well and did a palace so there's been a couple performances like that um, and also one that I would, I'm pretty sure I've been through it um, on the way here tonight. I'm pretty sure that a lot of people benched their Newcastle defenders and goalkeepers and stuff this week mm-hmm. because Newcastle were traveling away to Tottenham and won one nil. So it's clean sheets. Yeah. There's an assist in there somewhere. There's a goal. That, do you know what I mean? This I is- only know Matt, um, Daniel Mantle had Matt Ritchie. And he must have had him on the bench. I don't know if anybody else has got any Newcastle defenders. They've got... I feel like someone had their goalkeeper as well. Somebody will have Dubravka. Uh, Dubravka. Oh, that was Melilu. So Melilu could, if he'd have put... Which, why would you, though? If he'd have put Dubravka in instead of his number one... Ah, uh, okay. He would have... Him, if he'd, if he'd had him and Ayu, if he'd transferred in Ayu and Dubravka from his bench, he'd have got 90 points, I think. Yeah, to be fair to Melilu, those... You wouldn't do that. Those are players that I think 90% of the draft would have on their bench. Anyone who had them in their team just forgot to change their team, I think. Now it's time for... The Curse of Wolf. So the curse of all strikes again. It was only a matter of time, wasn't it, Marcus? It was indeed. Um, how long is Shaw injured for? <laughs> <laughs> it's at least a few weeks. It's it's a classic curse of Wolf. It's those early doors injuries. Um, we had a. I, I didn't even know about it. I had a WhatsApp from Wolf himself. Uh, he just. I think he's. He's just aware of it now because if he doesn't get in there first, somebody else will go. Ah, <laughs> Shaw's injured. <laughs> 
So um, we're Shaw started off well this year as well. Yeah, I mean Shaw's a solid player, solid pick, but because Johnny Wolf has him, he was inevitably going to get injured. I'm <laughs> so sorry to all the players who play in the Premier League whose names are written underneath Johnny Wolf's on the draft board on the Jim White board, because I'm you guys are going to get injured this year. It's just what's going to happen, or let's just say your bodies are significantly more prone to injury than they were. You may, you won't know why. You're in danger. Do you want to know, I think this, even though this isn't strictly under the parameters of the the, the true curse of Wolf, uh. um, remember um, Lundstrom last week for Sheffield United had an absolutely banging week. Yeah. Guess who transferred him in? Johnny Wolf. Guess how many points he got this week? Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> so Lundstrom... Got he transferred out Ben Davis, brought Lundstrom in. Yeah, I think Lundstrom, like off the top of my head, something he got something stupid like double figures last week. He then wonder goal. He then announced himself as the best in-game transfer artist. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Statistically, he's not far off in that he's up there in terms of points, like average points he brings in the season. But the reason why he's up there is because he has to make loads of changes because all his players get injured. <laughs> yeah, that is the end of... The Curse of Wolf. What do you think about um, Tammy Abraham announcing himself? Um... Do you think he'll keep that up? Do you think he's off the mark now? I feel like Chelsea have got have had the greatest thing happen to them that could happen to any club. And Chelsea are the best prepared for it. Because for years they've been, I'm going to use the word abusing the loan system. They've okay. had so many youth players and just loan them out, farm them out to wherever will have them. And then just rolled the dice. Doesn't matter if they turn out to be good players or not. They're not expensive. It's not an expensive system. They either get themselves a star who makes themselves after playing somewhere else or they move them on, they sell them on, they make money. Now they've had to recall all those players and it's a fantastic opportunity for that club to not just throw money at whatever problem they've got. They've got to work with within their resources. So... The likes of Tammy Abraham, who I don't think would have got a chance this season if they didn't have a no, agreed. transfer ban. They would have bought, gone out and bought a number nine. They've given him the number nine shirt. Very significant. He's repaid them with two goals against Norwich. Doesn't mean he's going to get two goals every week at all. But what it shows is a sign of a guy who has been given an opportunity and he's taken it. And I, I really hope Chelsea make the most of this opportunity. Yeah. And it looks like they're doing it. And Frank is... By far and away, the best man to be that's leading what, this charge. That's what I was going to say. Because if you had a manager that came into the club and didn't have a history of the club, and what wasn't, uh, dare I say it, maybe wasn't an English foot, an Eng- like a former English footballer, or even a Londoner mm. like Frank. Is Frank seems to have he's got all of that. Like he, he's almost like a local lad. Mm. So do you feel like he? Not only have they been forced into this, painted themselves into this corner, Chelsea as a club. But do you think he's embracing that and will take it forward? Take the nature of managers these days. Yeah. The lifespan is not long with regards to the time that they're going to be at a club. It just isn't. Mathematically speaking, you're lucky if you get three years. And Chelsea are probably bigger offenders than anybody of pulling the trigger on managers who haven't delivered exactly what they're after. They're the biggest offender, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. I would say Watford are the only team who kind of seem to... Southampton's go through managers as well but those three clubs just seem to pull the trigger now what that means is any manager coming in knows that unless he has success that season he's not going to he's going to lose his job so he's not going to invest in the future because there's a big chance he's yeah. not involved in that future you bring in a guy like Frank who means so much to the club and the club means so much to him you are investing in a guy who is invested in your future yes yeah. and so this op- as I say it again, the opportunity of these two transfer window bans, meaning that he's going to get a grace period because the fans, you feel, will want to support him, they'll want him to succeed, and they will give him that 
extra bit of time that they have not given previous managers in the past. And as you say, because he's English, there's a rapport with players coming through the ranks who, when they were growing up, Frank Lampard was the guy banging in the goals yeah. for England. They might, have, the they might have even been cleaning his boots back in the day. I, do they still do that? I, no, I seems, think that seems to have gone out the window yeah, a little a, bit. But, but all right, metaphorically cleaning his boots. Metaphorically, by all means. Oh, actually, there was one more person I wanted to talk about who had a banging week this week Go on. for his team and also for Phil. So remember last week, Phil was talking about his team. Yes. He was going through his team like he was literally ticking off, naming, he named almost like about 12 or 13 of his players. Who was the one player he was like, don't know who he is. I, don't got, I haven't got a clue who Haller is. But top scorer top for Phil. Top scorer for Phil, yeah. Uh, well done, Daniel Sharman, for bringing him in. He's got a sort of English, old English centre forward yeah. you know, about him. But I mean, he's not English, but he just has a, what what a cliche would say is a typical English number nine. Yeah. You love um, that. I do, yeah. yeah but yeah. that's because, you know, that's, I played up front myself. I wasn't a typical English number nine, but... You like banging him in from like 20 yards out. I was banging him from anywhere, mate. <laughs> and one more thing, just whilst I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, are Liverpool ever going to keep a clean sheet? This is scuppered. Like the Liverpool back four mm-hmm. and their midfield, obviously their midfield always go for a lot of points, but because yeah. they bang in the goals, it doesn't matter about what they can see. But I feel like a lot of people invested in Liverpool defenders and they're not, and goalkeepers... Yeah, and they're not keeping clean sheets. It's they so will. Stressful. They will. It's we're talking three game weeks into the season. We're talking teams still getting used to it. Liverpool, if you remember last year, and Man City did this. They'll get to that time in the season where it just becomes a habit to win, and they'll be playing football that is about winning games and not just sort of playing expansive stuff that gets goals. Man City. I don't know what the statistics will be, but it feels like in those early games last year, Man City were banging in lots of goals, and then in the run in. They're sneaking 1-0 yeah. wins. They're, yeah. they're winning by smaller margins because they're more focused on winning the game. And once you get into that pattern, the clean sheets will come for the clubs who have sorted out their defence. And Liverpool will certainly be top of that list. I'll take that. Can we talk about one more thing? <laughs> yeah, there's been lots of one more things. But it's been a really interesting week because there's been some big I, scouts been taken. Well, I want to talk about something that I, I that has become very clear this week. Okay. And that is refs bottling it. What, are you talking about the Tottenham one? I'm talking about referees across, uh, not just the Tottenham one, which I think was, must have been Mike Dean. Yeah, he's, he, is a, he is a chief bottler. Whatever you think of Mike Dean. I think he's a chief bottler. He, I, and I'm, I wouldn't disagree, but at the, very, at the same time, he usually makes a decision and stands by it. Like, he, he loves the centre attention. The fact that we're talking about him now is because Oh, he's, he's going to love it. We'll cut this bit out. <laughs> what referees are now doing because of the safety net of VAR VAR isn't the problem for me here yeah. it is people suddenly using VAR as an excuse to bottle it and go oh well I'm not going to call a penalty I'll let VAR sort it out that is ludicrous and the guy upstairs who's looking at the monitor is going is it clear and obvious now in four occasions straight off the bat I can tell you about Kane your boyfriend. <laughs> Martial, <laughs> yeah. lucky me. Um, David Silva, and I think the other one was Rodrigo. Those are four off the top of my head, which are which were penalties. You yeah. can't tell me if any of those fouls happen outside of the area, refs don't call them. I but think- instead what's happened is they've bottled it because they have turned around and gone, well, if it's a penalty, VAR have called it. Now, VAR are looking for, for like, just absolute cut and dry penalties. That's not been the problem in the Premier League. Yeah. The refs give those 99.9% of the time. The referees have been allowed to be absolute bottlers, which was the problem in the first place and is why we have VAR. And now it's being used to bottle it even more because they're passing the buck. No one's taking responsibility. Yeah. I feel like even watching that, watching that in full speed, the cane one I'm talking about. Yeah. Watching that in full speed, no matter what angle they showed it, in full speed, yeah. the defender, yeah, he might be falling over, but he clearly puts his arm across Harry Kane. Yeah. So if you're falling over, you're falling over. What play is he making on the ball there? Absolutely nothing. Even if he's falling over and not being intentional, he is stopping the striker from having a shot at goal. Yeah. And the only, like, it's clear enough that, okay, you're going to get, you're going to get, 
I don't know, Jolien Lescott on Sky Sports going, I don't think it's a penalty. Have a word with yourself. Yeah. Seriously, have a word but with everyone, yourself. Like on the on the on the commentary, literally watching it real time, watching the watching that incident. Eighty to ninety percent of people are going to call that a penalty. It. They're all saying it. Yeah. In, they're all saying it. And that that if you take away if you take away the section of people who are just going to be who have got an agenda for some reason, whether it's because they're part of it was called the Defenders Union, whether it's because they support Newcastle in that instance. Yeah. You're going to get that like obstinate group of people who yep. are just being difficult. That is a penalty. And if it's your team, you're asking for a pe- for a penalty there, and you're shocked when it doesn't when it doesn't come around. I'm an Arsenal fan, and that was a penalty to Tottenham. I've complained numerous times about Man United getting penalties at Old Trafford, yep. certainly under the Ferguson era, oh, that they yeah. don't deserve penalties that weren't given. They should have had minimum two penalties uh, against Crystal Palace, probably three. Um, Man City have had penalties taken away from them. I thought the whole point of VAR was actually going to help the smaller teams and it's screwing over the bigger teams. Anyway. Um, do, you th- that, do you think these are things that will be ironed out? Maybe an international break or the Christmas or the winter break? I don't see how the FA can watch that and go, yep, yeah, that's fine. The FA at some, po- like, at some point usually kicks into gear they're just usually slower than you'd like them to be because they, they sort of want to make sure everything, they've covered their arse, basically. Technology has moved on that we're not at the stage of having to, to debate this for, out, for you know weeks on end. It's very clear what needs to be done here. So we've seen an example of what now happens as a negative with VAR. Yeah. You go, right, we don't want this, referees. That's not good enough from you. You are paid to make decisions. If you get it wrong, we'll hold it, we'll, we've got VAR there but make a decision. Don't just go, don't just wander off and then go and then point to your ear and go, Oh, I'll, I'll wait till what, which is exactly what Mike Dean did. He bottled it. He wandered off. They all came and said, listen, that's yeah. a penalty. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, if it is VAR, he is completely relinquished responsibility. It's his job to call that. And if that foul happens in the middle of the pitch, he's given a foul. I'm, I'm usually a defender of Mike Dean, by the way, Go on. because for all the bravado, He's still out there making the decisions. He usually doesn't shy away from it, but for, for but for some reason, why did he bottle it this weekend then? Because it's a new experience for him. Oh VAR! Oh, I can pass the buck. Whether they allow him to do that now, I, I mean, I hope not, because the blame that's gone on to VAR is actually, I feel like it's misplaced. It should be the fact that whoever you've got working in the control room, they've clearly not got the ball to make the decisions that VAR has been brought in to make. My hope with VAR is that it will iron out the kinks and it will become a very useful tool because the game needed it. But right now it's got the wrong people using it. Well, there we have it, Bradley. That is both parts of Draft Night. It's the whole thing. The whole shebang. I don't... Do you think the drafters are going to be friends with us after they... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they are. I think they're going to be interested in it. I think I don't think anybody's thought of it like that. And also, I think it's going to be very interesting um, seeing how and if people's people attack... adjust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and I've, it's helped to exercise some serious demons. I've laughed. I've cried. Um, I've not slept since. So I'm still having uh, sort of like night terrors about losing my best player for having spent too many points on draft day. <laughs> the the nervous energy that just flew through me as I was listening to Dutz the moment it all came crashing down around him. Oh my god! Oh Bama Yang! Oh dear! I've stopped watching Arsenal matches <laughs> just in case his name gets mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it is, Dutz is there, just sort of gives a little shiver. He has been mentioning him a lot on the WhatsApp group, actually. Just it's, to sort of... It's big of him. Of all the people for it to happen to, Dutz is the probably the most well-equipped to yeah. deal with it, I would say. Especially as reigning champion, is what you meant. Maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. I think he's just like, oh, I, think, I feel like if he hadn't won, he might be more stressed out because he's just won, he's just finished. He knows he's probably got a mid-table at worst in his team. He's like, you know what? I've done that. It's like I can, I can enjoy my terrible maths on the night. <laughs> and with that, until next time, 
Draft Safe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.